Good evening. This is coming to you from Portland, Oregon. That's the west coast of the United States for all of you foreign listeners out there. Tonight, I'd like to talk about relationships. This is a response to a question I received from a dude who was asking, can anyone become attractive? And he was seeking uh, basic dating advice about girls. Keep in mind, much of this is a from a male perspective, obviously, but there are some universal elements that apply to all relationships. These are just some of the things I've learned along the way that have helped me, and maybe can help you. I should also preface this by saying, guys, sometimes the girl just isn't going to be into you, okay? And you have to accept it and move on, which is sometimes easier said than done if you really like her. Now, that's not to say don't be persistent, but if you try to charm her a few times and you know she's not having it, move on to another girl. You have to realize that no matter how passionate you may be about someone, some girls just won't be into you. It sucks, but it's a fact of life you need to embrace and embrace early on if possible. So with that said, I'm like a 5 out of 10, like uh, average, below average, depending on my self-confidence that day. But I've always kind of quote-unquote aimed high or dated girls out of my league, so to speak. And a lot of times I've gotten the girls I was pursuing. Not all, but a lot. So I can say from my personal experience, looks don't matter to women as much as they do to men. At least not the women I've dated. Um, men are more visual creatures by nature, especially when it comes to sex. With women, personality is, and a guy usually carries much more weight. There are some who only want dudes to look hot or ripped or whatever, but those aren't really the type of girls you want anyway. Those types of girls usually have no substance, no depth. They won't be exciting or engaging. And they're usually horrible conversationalists. Comes down to preference, I suppose. But that's not personally what I look for in a partner. I need to have stimulation. Intellectual stimulation. First and foremost. So most of the women I've known will date a guy with average or even below average looks. If he has a great personality. Honestly, it's the reason I've been fortunate enough to be with so many beautiful women over the years. Keep in mind there has to be some physical attraction or things will be seriously lacking in the sex department. And what I mean by great personality is being confident and believing in yourself, but not to a, such a degree where you, you, know, you turn into a cocky jerk either. You have to engage them, be able to hold their attention, have fun with them, be playful with them, challenge them. And not in a controlling way, in a more questioning way even. Challenge what they say, ask them why, offer alternatives, argue, don't be an asshole about it, as if you know it all, because you don't. All the women I've ever known like to be challenged. You have to make them laugh, find out what humors them, and uh, use it to keep them smiling when you can. Ask them about their interests, their ideals, their goals, their dreams, their fears. And learn to calm those fears 
should they arise. Share your interests, your ideals, your goals, your dreams. Find things you're both passionate about and nurture those things. Build on them. Little thoughtful things. This is something that has always been beneficial to me. Women love to know that you're thinking of them and that you care about them. A lot of guys may be thinking about their women all the time and care very much for them, but they rarely show it so their girl never knows. This is where you can get creative and personalize things to what she likes and also what you're good at creating or have skill and knowledge in. You can get or make her a little book or something that interests her. You can cook her nice breakfasts if she hates mornings or cook her dinners if she is always beat after work. You can make her a card in Photoshop or by hand with stickers or funny images or cats and dogs or whatever her favorite animal is. Leave her little notes once in a while. Write something sweet and then stash it in her purse for her to find later in the day when she's at work, potentially having a shitty work day. She'll absolutely love it. In my experience, girls love little surprise notes and letters. You know, get creative. You don't have to do any of those exact things, but tailor it to her tastes. And regarding letters, write to her. Even if you've been with her two or ten years, write her letters every once in a while. Just telling her what she means to you. Why you adore her. Why you can't live without her. Don't lie. Don't exaggerate. Be specific. Be honest and open. And tell her how she makes you feel. If you're a poet, write her poems. If you're a musician, write her a song. You get where I'm going with this. Um, and also... Don't wait for holidays to write to her or do things for her or create things for her. Do these things anytime, whenever the idea pops in your head. If you know of a reoccurring day of the year that always makes her sad or a tragedy from her earlier on in her life, do something special for her or take her somewhere to take her mind off it. Find out what she likes and surprise her anytime. I say, you know, screw holidays, especially Valentine's Day. I never let a calendar dictate my love life. And you shouldn't either. No one should. You know, that's one of the big problems with a lot of these holidays. You know, turn this into just total consumer culture. You know, being, you know, forced by consumerism with our hearts. And vice versa. You know, it's bullshit. The next thing, which is kind of in relation to letters, communication. This one is crucial. Everything above, everything I've already said, is gravy. This part can be more difficult. You have to talk to her, and more importantly, you have to listen. Sometimes that's all she's going to need from you, is for you to listen. The way most men's minds work is we hear a problem, and we aim to fix it. So when she's telling you about a problem at work or with a friend, you might start start offering ideas uh, on, on how to fix it. Don't do that unless she asks for it. A lot of time, women simply want to just get it off their chest and process things verbally. And that's how they work things out sometimes. Now, 
as men, we automatically want to fix it. But they don't always need that from us. Again, sometimes they just want us to listen. So learn to shut the fuck up. Don't bring up solutions unless they ask. And as a side note, if there's something broken in or around the house, fix it without her asking. No exceptions. Needs. This is even more tough. It's a concept that you'll likely hear me come back to again and again because it's so important to understand. Um, it, this one requires some self-examination, some introspection. So, um, a lot of people do things for their significant other, expecting them to notice and waiting for them to reciprocate. But then when it doesn't happen, they may slowly become silently bitter. If the lack of acknowledgement continues, this can be compounded over time until one person begins to actually resent the other person. What happens is the giving person gives and gives and gives, expecting a return without asking for one. And when no payback is given or when no acknowledgement of their generous actions comes, things start to erode due to negative feelings being built up. The person may feel they are always giving without getting anything in return, and though they don't express this vocally, they expect their partner to acknowledge their sacrifice and give back in return. The lesson here is express your needs vocally and verbally. I can't say it more plainly. Tell your partner what you want and what you expect. Don't demand it. Don't force it or coerce. Just express it nicely and calmly. And do not wait until you're blowing up and screaming what you want and what you need because all the other person is going to see and hear is an angry person yelling in their face. And that doesn't help anyone. So identify your needs and express them as soon as they arise. Don't keep them hidden or secret. And also identify, learn to identify your partner's needs. If you don't know your partner's needs, ask them. Have them go through the process of finding out what their needs are. Sometimes, you know, humans are so complex and, you know, relationship patterns arise. You end up doing the same things in relationship after relationship. Sometimes people don't even know what the hell it is they truly need. So that's why I said this, you know, this is one of the ones that is not as easy. But it's possible. Believe me, it's possible, and it will make things go so much more smoothly. Expression and knowledge of needs is immensely important. So let's say, for example, you have a need to be alone from time to time, to work, to read, simply just because you need some time alone to decompress, whatever. And instead of explaining this, you just go out into the garage every night without really saying everything, anything. And your partner might begin to think you're avoiding them, or you don't want to spend time with them, and after a while, this could be worrying or even hurtful to your partner. So if you just explain to them you have a need to be alone once a day or once a week, and that has nothing to do with your feelings for them, then they'll know you're not avoiding them or trying to isolate from them specifically. This could also apply, obviously, to having a weekly or monthly night out with friends, blah, 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 whatever. And no one... The way humans are, no one wants to be with 
one person all the time. I'm sure there are exceptions, but we need not only alone time, but we need away time from our significant others. That's just how it is. I mean, I'm sure everyone listening knows a couple or has known a couple who totally get on each other's nerves and probably because they spend too much time together. It's just, you know, it's just the way it is, man. Humans, we need time away from each other. Spending time with anyone will get on your nerves. Um, Spending too much time with anyone will eventually get on your nerves. Another example of this would be if you always do something for your partner, like cooking for them every night, for instance, if you're silently wishing your partner will cook for you once in a while, or do all the dishes after you've been cooking, you need to communicate that. Silently expecting reciprocal action won't bring it into existence, okay? So identifying and expressing your needs in a calm, non-demanding way will work wonders for any relationship. A lot of times, things like this go unacknowledged and then come out in frustration much later on as, "Uh, I always do this and that. And you never offered to do anything, okay? I'm sure all of us have heard it, or some of us have even said it, okay? And that type of thing isn't going to help anyone, because by that point, you're already angry and resentful and bitter. So we might think people should see what we're doing and then offer to do things in return, but that's not always true. And humans aren't mind readers. So calmly telling your partner... You'd appreciate it if they could cook once a week or twice a week or that they do the cleanup on the nights that you're cooking will eliminate a lot of future grief, frustration, bitterness, etc. You know, and just apply this across the board. If there's anything in your life with your partner that's, you know, this type of situation, just calmly express to them, explain to them the situation. Don't be a jerk about it. Just, you know... So, I once had a friend who was unhappy in their relationship, and instead of telling their partner this fact, they just assumed their partner should know, or should have known, by the way that they were acting around them, okay? And then eventually, justification of an affair was brought on by this whole, um, they should have known what I was thinking, falsity. And it it was shocking to me. This is exactly what you don't want to do. Don't assume anyone should know anything by, you know, potential signals you're giving off or if you're being passive-aggressive or if you're acting strangely. Oh, they should know. They should know that I'm mad and they should know that I feel this way and that because of how I've been acting. You know, no, no. They might think you're, yeah, they might say, oh, you're acting some way, but they just might think you're in a mood. Or what, or what, you know, whatever. Think you're having a bad week, a bad day, whatever, you know. So this is exactly what you don't want to do, okay? Talk, talk, talk to your partner. That is what you want to do. That's why you're with them, after all, and why they're with you, to be one with each other, to communicate. And also relating to communication and needs, sex, okay? Find out what, your girl likes in bed, or guy, just a girl listening, or whatever. Um, find out what she likes, when she likes it, how she likes it. If she says she doesn't know, then start trying stuff, okay? And I don't mean, like, you know, 
stick a random finger in her butt. Okay, idiot. Obviously, nothing like you need to ask before doing things. Obviously, and get creative. Look and listen for things. How she reacts. If something you do seems to drive her wild, do it more. See if you get the same response, and then talk about it later. You have to discuss it with her after. Okay. Um, you would be amazed how many couples I've known that don't talk about their sexual preferences and their sex lives with each other in contrast to the crazy experiences they have in the bedroom. But then they don't talk about it afterward. It's just, I mean, it's ludicrous. It's it's, complete, it's insanity to me. So talk, talk, talk about sex with her. And also express to her what you like. And if you don't know, kindly ask her to try stuff you think you might like or tell her to get creative. And again, not in a demanding way. Be a gentleman about it. Okay, unless of course you know she likes being dominated. Everyone has different tastes, whatever. And that's you know applied to your situation. Communication and openness is key when it comes to filling healthy sexual experiences in relationships. And the last thing, honesty. When you start a relationship or start dating someone, the best possible foundation to build from is one of truth. If it's all built on bullshit and lies, it's, it's going to come down like a harsh house of cards when things get tough or when there's inevitably stress put on the relationship. When stress is put on a weak foundation, it will fall quite easily. Plus, and this is important, truth equals comfort equals trust. So what I mean by that is when there's honesty, that makes the two people more comfortable with one another, and with comfort comes trust, which in turn brings the capacity for more honesty, and then this cycle keeps repeating. Truth equals comfort equals trust. Repeat. Okay? I'm sure some of these things I'll repeat uh, in future installments. Obviously, some of this stuff is worth repeating. I hope this helps. Um, good luck out there. And uh, remember this, your heart will inevitably get broken. As you grow older, try not to get jaded. Night, guys.